It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Emmy Award winner Homer. The best 60 minutes of your life. Or the best 60 minutes today. And it's Wednesday, that means Rain Man is first. Caller 5, 1-800-990-3776. This is the final competition of this game because it goes from the 1st of July to the end of December. We have two at nine, so you get 10, you win Cousin Subs for a year. You get nine, that means you'll match the other two. We'll randomly pick a winner of those three, which we actually did for the first contest this year from January 1st to June 30th. 1-800-990-3776. Caller 5. Mad Max will get it. Caller 5. Caller 5. 1-800-990-3776. 15 questions in two minutes. Stolen from ESPN, though all the people that were a part of it. Are no longer with the ESPN. Rain Man has lasted longer than they did. Um, the challenge was then was to beat the once famous Schwab, which Dan Needles, who got the name Rain Man, and that's how the contest became Rain Man. He defeated the Schwab and uh, won the media version, I think. Uh, at first, they did not allow people from the media to do it. Um Rain Man is brought to you by Saganiac Planning, a name synonymous with employee benefits and top-notch service. And my apologies because I left out. They've been doing it well for over 50 years. That's how you can be as good as they are. They were good the first year. Imagine how good they are now and how they understand all the complexities, how they can make it simple when it's not simple. Drives people crazy, all the complexities. Not for Saganiac Planning. A name synonymous with employee benefits, top-notch service, and doing it well. For over 50 years, locally owned, Saganiac Planning, a phone number too, called Big Papa, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. That's right. All you got to remember is 783, 262-783, Roger Maris, Roger Maris, 6161. In addition to Saganiac Planning, we have the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. That's question number one. Uh, Also, Cousin Subs, our contestant, Travis. Just by being the fifth caller, he automatically wins a $25 gift card. And should he get nine, and then he'd have a chance, ten, he would be the winner. He will win Cousin Subs for a year. I don't know if anybody has ever won uh, on the last match, but the two highs are nine. Travis, you're on 94.5 ESPN. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Homer. And uh, your resume, please, on Rain Man. <clears throat> I'm a former champ uh, two years ago. And wow. I also tied for it once, but my number was not picked. Oh, wow. This could have Travis clearly has the resume where he could pull it off. The, the first question is the Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. First question Big Papa Saganiac Planning Marquette trivia question. Three, two, one, go. What is Marquette ranked this week? Six. 
Incorrect. 126 Packers-Vikings games. Which team has 65 wins? Packers. Correct. What person at the Vikings-Packers game had a 99-yard touchdown pass as a college player? Pass. As a wide receiver at Florida, Chris Collinsworth had what famous coach to be as his wide receiver coach? What tennis coach? Uh, as a wide, no, a football coach. As a wide receiver at Florida, Chris Collinsworth had what famous coach to be as his wide receiver coach? Steve Spurrier. That's correct. What NFL team leads the league 44 25 yards plus pass plays? Packers. Incorrect. He leads the NFL second half passing touchdowns. Jordan Love. Correct. He leads the NFL second half passing yards, 2,162. Love. Correct. He leads the NFL completions of passes, 30-plus yards at 30. Let's go, Jordan. Incorrect. Rookie tight ends, number one, 12.5 yards per reception. Uh, Musgrave. Incorrect. To score the Packers-Vikings game earlier this season, team and score. 24-10 Vikings. Correct. Name of the bowl game Wisconsin is playing in. Reliaquest. Correct. Who did the Cubs fire to hire Craig Council? Pass. What? Will Chamberlain averaged 50 points per game for a season. How many did he average in his second best season? 50. Incorrect. Damian Lillard, 20,109. Who is next highest among current players at 21,979 for him to pass? Kevin Durant. Incorrect. Jim Harbaugh tried to win a national championship. His father won a national championship at what college? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. All right, one, two, three, four, five, six. I had six. I had six as well. Six as well. Maybe it was too hard. Travis can be the judge of that. We'll see. What is Marquette ranked this year, right now? I thought it was six as well. No, nope, they were six a week ago. They dropped after they uh, after they lost, so they're now 10th and 8th. I gave you two choices. 126 Packers-Vikings game. Which team has 65 wins? Yes, it's the Packers. This is my favorite question of all time. You had no chance of getting it right, Travis. What person at the Vikings-Packers game had a 99-yard touchdown pass at a college as a college player? The answer is Chris Collingsworth. When he went to Florida, they had him as a quarterback first. As a freshman, he threw a 99-yard touchdown pass. After that, he was changed to wide receiver. And, yes, he had Steve Spurrier as a coach. What NFL team leads the league 44 25-yard-plus pass plays? Not, not the Packers. San Francisco. Did you say Green Bay? I forgot what you said. I hope I didn't have that wrong. I, I said, yeah, I said Green Bay. All right, he leads the NFL second-half passing touchdowns. Yes, Jordan Love. He leads the NFL second-half passing yards. Jordan Love. He leads the NFL completions of passes 30-plus yards. People forget. Brock Purdy. He's got great numbers. I uh, should have known this. Rookie tight ends. He's number one, 12 and a half yards per reception. Sam Laporta. Tucker Craft. Yeah. Nope. What? Tucker Craft. Two weeks in a row I've said this. Yes, the Vikings won 24-10. Yes, it's the Relia Quest Bowl. I don't even know what Relia Quest is. What are? What is Relia that's Quest? The, that's why they call it the Relia Quest Bowl. So now you find out. Who did the Cubs fire to hire Craig Council? You know it, Tucker Travis. You got it? Yeah, David Ross. All right, my favorite question. Will Chamberlain average 50 points per game for a season? How many per game in his second best season? 45. That's pretty hard. 
Damian Lillard, 20,109 points. Who is next highest among current players at 21,979? Who's got a pass next? Chris Paul. And the most impossible question, you had no chance, so there were two in which you had no chance. Jim Harbaugh, trying to win a national championship. His father won a national championship at what school? NCAA Division I AA. Youngstown State. No, nope, my brother was the tennis coach there at the time. Does that help? I can no. give you 100 tries. Western Kentucky is where Jim Harbaugh's dad won a national title. You know why he won a national title? Because Jim Harbaugh helped him recruit and brought in good players. Uh, all right, so sorry, Travis. What, what, were the questions unfair, or did you just not do well enough? They were tough this time, huh? but I, I let a couple slip by, but they were definitely hard. All right. Uh, Max, what do you say? Were they too hard? I thought there were some gimmies in there. Uh, there I were think some he, I think he could have done better than six for sure. Yeah, David should, Ross won. He should have known. David Ross, he should have had. Marquette ranking, he should have had. Uh, let's see. Tucker Craft, if he listened to the same question last week, that'd be three. Now he's at nine. Now he's in the running. Uh, Will Chamberlain, no chance. Western Kentucky, no chance. Um, what else? Uh, Brock Purdy, and eh, you got a couple there. Um, San Francisco, and eh, yeah, I would say nine would have been it. No, uh, nine or ten. Sorry, Tucker. He gave it his best shot. I probably should have had a Jair Alexander uh, question there. Who was Jair's Alexander's uh, coach in college at Louisville? Uh, and he was on the la- he was on uh, the last show, I think. Charles Buckley, that would have been a decent question as well. It is time for Jason Woolley. We can go early because he's going to talk about he's going to want to talk about Jair Alexander. Why did it take three days? Why did it take three days? Need to take five minutes. I think I know why it took three days. Why did it take three days? I think they they felt some pressure. From the media and from really? people talking about it, I—that's the only reason. Because when you listen to Matt Lafleur's answer right after the game, when he was yeah. asked about it, mm-hmm. he was not that upset. I know, at least in the media. Yeah. I know he protects his players, right? But then all of a sudden, now he's upset. I felt like there's some pressure from the fans and from the well, or it could be from the organization. Or the organization, yeah, yeah it could have been uh, Goody. Something was influencing this decision for yeah. sure. And I don't give I don't give Lafleur any credit for it whatsoever. If you're happy, because if it was if he he should have done it in ten minutes, shouldn't have played him. So at some point when he found out about it, I don't know, maybe he doesn't know who the captains are. You think they know who the captains are? What the hell's Jire, what the hell's Jire doing out there? I don't know. He just decided he's getting a bit like, dude, sit in the bench. You can't do that. But not that bothers him to uh, to uh, Matt Lafleur. But I'll see uh, for the specifics, the facts of exactly how it played out. Jason Wildy, next. More of the Homer Hour coming up next on 94.5 ESPN. Today, bank differently with Town Bank. Member FDIC. This is the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Jason Wildy is brought to you by Boucher Automotive where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Everybody on the planet Earth should get information about the backers from Jason Wildey as often as possible. Go to all the sites for social media. 
Good evening, Jason. Don't go to social media. Just listen to me talking to you or talking to Tausch or read it in Madison.com. How are you, Homer? I'm fine. You can also go to WisconsinOnDemand.com and uh, follow and get back all of uh, Jason's appearances. They have a site for you, don't we? Is it green and gold, or do we have a they Jason do. site? There's a Jason Wilde site. Jason Wilde site. Can't Wildy. wait to hear what Wildy. you say about Jair Alexander. The only thing I've added since we talked is I'm certain he did it to guarantee he'd get traded. You don't want to play here anymore? This will make sure it happens. Yeah, it certainly doesn't uh, hurt his chances if that's what he wants. Um I don't know. Like, I, I think he, uh, I think he's frustrated. I think he's, yeah. I don't think he's, um, how do I say this? In kind of the feeling I get, I don't think he's the most, most connected guy, like in the locker room in terms of like, you know, there's some players that are kind of the social butterfly, the they're tight with a bunch of other guys. I think he's kind of a little bit off to the, to the side a little bit and kind of his, you know, <clears throat> moves to the beat of his own drum. Um, Jordan Love used the term, uh, Jaws, a unique personality. Um, what does that so, mean? Uh, you know, he's, he's a different cat, man. That's what it means. No, he but is. you can, so, unique to me can be good. It can be unique and can be selfish. It, uh, I, I would say from Jordan Love, unique could very easily be a cover for not, uh, being negative at all about uh, Jair, but I don't know that the case. Um, I mean, he's different. Okay. Like I, I don't. I think. I think it becomes a negative when uh, there are incidents like what happened um, on Sunday in Charlotte. And you know, I thought it was interesting. You know, there was I saw you know Kurt Benkert and other people. Suggesting, well, he suspended him for going out to the coin toss and getting the call right. No, that's not what happened here. Like that, he he made himself a captain. Like he was pissed that Matt Lafleur didn't make him a captain uh, for a game that Matt Lafleur didn't know if he was going to play in or not because he hadn't played in the last six. So why would he think he was going to play on Sunday? They picked their captains on Friday. Matt Lafleur picked three other guys. Uh, then Ja decided he was healthy enough to play, and he felt like he could play through the injury this week when he couldn't a week earlier. And Matt Lafleur didn't immediately make him a captain, and so he decided I'm going to go out there anyway. I'm and assuming Jair Matt... never asked his head coach if he could be a captain. Uh, yeah, I I don't I can't say that with 100 percent certainty, but I'm fairly confident that's the case. Yeah. Right. Which again underscores the. Co- you know, the communication and Matt LaFleur, you know, Matt LaFleur said a couple of interesting things, in my opinion, uh, when we talked to him. Uh, he, he did have a line where he said there's standards that we're all held accountable for, and when they're not met, unfortunately, sometimes you've got to take some drastic measures, which I thought was an interesting choice of words. Uh, I brought up to him what Jair had said to me last month about uh, we don't really talk, him and LaFleur. And Lafleur said, um, obviously, it's been a very frustrating year for him, but I want to make this perfectly clear. This had nothing to do with him not being able to play. And then later on, his quote, which I thought was telling, I am absolutely confident that the relationship between me and Jair 100% will be better for this. I really believe that. We had a great conversation this morning. I'm looking forward to having 
him back as part of this football team and being a big part of it moving forward. I would be. Let me ask wait. you, Jay. I don't think Lafoy had anything to do with that. I think he was told what to do. No, why do you say Because if it, it wouldn't have taken three days, it would have taken ten minutes, five minutes. The violation that all players spoke of and all teams have spoken of doesn't take three days, does it? Well, one day was Christmas. One day was whatever. Christmas. He could have thought they it won. at five minutes after. Oh, There's a reason to believe he should have never over. played. This is they, the they NFL. That argument. They, they, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so you don't they, think I'm right? They, no, I think okay. they waited until he was coming into work on Wednesday. Okay. The players were off for Christmas and for yesterday. So I think what they did was they had practice this afternoon. They had their players come in a little bit late. They had him come in early and inform him they were suspending him. I am, I am pretty sure that they had made that decision long before this morning, and they waited until they informed him to actually make it official. They, didn't, they weren't going to leak it to rap sheet that he was being suspended because they already have enough issues with him. But I would say this. I think Matt LaFleur probably said at some point, look, I, I understand you thought you should have been a captain. Well, why don't you blank and come talk to me about it? You don't just go out there. I mean, we had you were active 90 minutes before the game. You knew where I was. I was in the locker room. Come, come to me and say, hey, coach, you know, I know you couldn't make me a captain because you didn't know if I was going to play, but since I am playing, can I go out there for the coin toss? This is my hometown. I've never played at Bank of America Stadium, but I'm willing to bet he did not do that. And so like there, the, the most important thing that I got from all of this was Matt LaFleur was asked specifically if, if, if Alexander was being suspended for what he did in that game or if that was merely the final straw. And his quote was, I'll just say this, it's never for one thing. There have been issues with him for quite a while, probably some that are, definitely some that I don't even know what they are. And this was the straw that broke the cornerback's back and got him suspended. And so I don't think that they were indecisive. I don't think Matt LaFleur was told by Goody that uh, they were suspending him. I would tell the Packers that if I was writing their press release, uh, I would have said I would have made it a joint statement between Matt Lafleur and Brian Gutekunst, so you couldn't wonder if it was if Matt Lafleur was involved or not. I think everybody thinks Matt. Le- Here's what bothers me: I think everybody thinks Matt Lafleur is a wuss, and so oh, he must not have suspended him. It might have been Goody. Like I saw somebody Tosh sent me one tweet about that. You know, Matt Lafleur is like your mom saying, "Wait till your father gets home." I don't think that's the case. Okay. Like, I think Matt Lafleur gets pissed plenty, and probably barks at guys plenty. But I don't think that that's his leadership style. Just because he's not big and scary like Mike Holmgren once was doesn't mean that he's an ineffectual leader in that locker room. I would argue that they probably have you know, moments where he's got to chew guys' asses out, and he probably does it. Okay. Um, so the, the release... But you don't sound like you're accepting that. Are you? No, I mean, I don't care what he says. His actions show that... That he's soft. He's a, he's a very smart offensive coordinator. I don't think he has much leadership as a head coach at all. Um, but, you know, he runs the offense. Somebody else runs the defense. And, and the fact that, that this is all on Jair because Jair's like Jair. No, Jair doesn't do it if he has a, a, a certain head coach. It didn't, it didn't even cross his mind to deal with the head coach. I'm doing what I do. Like you wouldn't think of asking him, and and when did Lafleur? Well, when did Lafleur realize? Why is that not? 
When did Lafleur realize? Why is that a Jair problem? What? Why is that a Lafleur? Pro- My question he, is, why is that not a Jair problem? And that's a Lafleur is too soft problem. That's it is because I think that that, that he, well, no, he has responsibility, but his actions tell me he had no concern or fear or thought about Lafleur at all. And most players would, based on what they think of the coach, based on the impact of the coach, based on the standard that the coach has set. And none of that crossed Jair's man at all. When did Lafleur find well, what, out that what, that he was like, that he was about, a captain? When did Lafleur find the, out he was a captain? That he went he was out there on Friday. No, no. When did he oh, find out he that Lef- oh, that 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 Jair went out there? Okay. Does not everything you've heard since make you wonder why he let him play? I don't think you, if you make the guy active and he's one of the best players in football and you haven't had him for six weeks and now he goes out there for the coin toss when he's not supposed to, I don't think you necessarily want to bench him okay. at that point. You want to deal with it afterward. Here's my question. So let's, why don't we use Antonio Brown as an example and what happened with him in Pittsburgh? Like Mike Tomlin, I wouldn't cross Mike Tomlin, right? But this guy was willing to. Now, most other players were not, but – Antonio Brown certainly was willing to do that, right? Okay, give Is the that, give the parti- give the particulars on Antonio Brown. He went off the deep end because he wasn't picked as the team's MVP. He like went crazy and was completely disrespectful to Mike Tomlin. But is that because Mike Tomlin? Is, no one would say Mike Tomlin is soft. And look, I'm not defending the fact that there's a there that this player specifically. Uh, believes that he can do whatever the hell he wants. And there is, there is certainly a conversation to be had about to what degree has Matt LaFleur okay. allowed a player like that right. to think And that. let me emphasize the thing with LaFleur today says there were other issues, correct? Right? Sure. There weren't other yeah. issues when he found out Sunday that he went out there as captain? So you have all these other issues upon which you basis in suspending him, but you which don't bring up all the other issues when you think that LaFleur is thinking, I can't play this guy. Well, so you, I don't, I don't understand. So like the fact that this was not, not enough for him to be suspended the way they presented it. It was a buildup of things. Well, if it was a buildup of yeah. things, all those things existed when he went out as captain and it could very easily have influenced Lafleur to, to not play. Yes, you given all, given what Lafleur says, I think you'd be suspended uh, without ever needing all the other stuff. But because um, no one ever does this, and no one has done it in the twenty years you've done it. But even if you'd say that's too excessive, the fact that you had all these other things which you bring up in suspending him, wouldn't you easily have been able to bring up those things when you say I'm not playing him? Correct. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess. I don't. I guess I don't understand exactly what your beef is. Like, you're saying he had done all this other crap before, and none of it rose to the level of suspending him, right? Which that's what they again, said today. We don't know what all those things are, right? Right. But that's all those things are not flat-out insubordination like what he did on Sunday. So I don't understand how you can, like... 
Why? I'm not sure I'm understanding. Okay, your if you three you days later decide right that he's just, as yes. it comes to the sideline. Right, That's I don't. What you want. You yes, want to say, what and the and if you, you doing think out there, you're not supposed to be out there. Right, get your ass on the bench. Right, you're not playing. Today. Right, and if you think that that wasn't bad enough to deserve that, you have to say, well, but it wasn't. If it would have been done, it would have been a result of that and other things, which is exactly what they brought up today in discussing the suspension. They basically said today the suspension was about more than just this event, right? So if that's this the case, the correct. If that's the case, then Lafleur was holding, had was aware, and had that all in his head when at the game, Jair did what he did. So even if he didn't think the suspension was enough, he did enough for a suspension. He had all the other things that justified the suspension now, which very easily could have been in his head to say, "Dude's not playing. This is the final straw." Right, but you would, you would. Let, 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 all right, let's. I, I want to use this as an example. So, and and I do this with you knowing the intense love I feel for you as a human being. You would agree that there have been times where maybe you've done some ill-advised things during your career. Correct. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, there, you, you've made a, a few comments uh, of recent vintage as well. Nothing that anybody would. Uh, suspend you for or uh but they probably don't like hearing you know saying that you only got a one-hour show that kind of stuff right right i'm sure people that are in power think that but but you're you nothing are, that no other you, radio announcer has done in 20 years which is the case right. of jay so wait a minute wait a minute so so I'm, I'm i'm but i'm getting to i don't know what your going out for the coin toss move would be nor do i anticipate you making said move but let's just say that on tomorrow's show you do something that no one in radio history has ever tried before to demonstrate how frustrated you are with how you've been treated. Even though none of the other things you've done rise to the level of you deserving to be suspended, which I don't think any of them do, but let's say you do something so out of whack that it's meritous of you being suspended. Would you want... Do you so what you're saying by your reasoning is is that someone in management should come into the studio and pull you off the air immediately. Not not say holy crap I can't believe he said that or I can't believe he did that. We need to have some conversations about this and then you're suspended for the following week's shows. Right? Like what I'm saying is is I I agree with the logic of if it's been a build up and this was the last straw and now you've suspended him that obviously what he did in real time is what was deserving of suspending him. But let's be honest, if someone does something so crazy in the, and this is literally like what a minute and a half before the game starts, like they do the coin flip, you come off the field and they're kicking the ball off a minute later. So your argument that he should have been like benched and suspended right there. If I'm Matt LaFleur and I'm trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to beat the lowly Carolina Panthers because I want to keep this team's playoff hopes alive, I'm saying, all right, fine. This was ridiculous. I can't believe he did that. We're going to have to deal with that after the game. But I am not suddenly now going to focus on his idiocy at the expense of knowing what – I mean, we're always getting all over him for he doesn't know what else is going on besides what's happening with the offense. This would have been a colossal distraction. And if you bench him – in front of the entire team, who knows what impact that has on those guys. Now, the problem, I would argue, is that he sucked 
when he played. We'll he agree on that. Clearly should have been playing. Like, he clearly uh, – I mean, it's hard for me to not look at the fact that he played when he was playing in his hometown, and I, there was no indication that his shoulder had miraculously healed. So it sure felt like – and again, I don't have any evidence of this. It sure felt like he finally said, you know what? I don't want to miss a chance playing in my hometown. Like he admitted earlier this year with his back that his back was just the same as it had been, but he didn't want to miss out on playing against Devontae Adams. So he played through the pain for that game. Like he admitted that. I'm not making that up. And then he was inactive the following week with that back injury against Denver. So it does feel like, and maybe this is one of the things that Matt LaFleur was referring to, that he kind of picks and chooses when he wants to play, doesn't do a good job of communicating about it. So my point is is that I believe he got what he deserved today. I don't think that necessarily we should say, well, because they didn't do something about it right in the very moment, that that's because he's soft or he's not able to control his team. My issue is, They've got three little fires going on right now, right? Devontae Campbell, once again, did not practice today. He did not play last week. Uh, I said this to one player that I have a good relationship with. I don't care how good you are. You can't go on social media and announce that you're not playing through injury anymore. If I was your teammate, I don't care how much I like you, I would have a problem with that. So you've got the Jair situation. You've got the Campbell situation. And you've got the Joe Barry, is he going to get fired or not? And there are surely guys in there, the, none that would say it on the record, that would love to see him dismissed and try something different, right? You know that there's got to be players that feel that yes. way. So you've got right. these three little fires that are burning with this team, and they're trying to figure out not necessarily how to put them out, right? Now, you've kind of put out the Jair fire, at least for this week. Uh, it feels to me like you've, if, if you want to be critical of something, it does feel to me like you've given Devondre Campbell what he wanted uh, with what he posted. And then you've got the uncertainty with Joe Barry. And so to me, you just have to figure out how to either contain or put these fires out so you can go win a damn game against the Vikings and still have a chance to make the playoffs. And maybe they do, maybe they don't. But if I'm Matt LaFleur, the one thing I don't want to do is take these little fires and then, and I don't know what move it would be, but whatever would cause it to really flame up, like pouring gasoline on these fires that already exist. I think what he's trying to do is to keep them contained, keep them from turning into a raging inferno so they can still persevere. Because they've shown this season, especially on Thanksgiving when they're missing all those guys, that they can't overcome a lot of stuff. And I think he's just trying to keep the, the boat afloat. I've changed my uh, metaphors now in the middle of this. So they don't screw this opportunity up. And that's what I think today was. All right, this, we didn't even want to do this, but we, we got no choice. We have to do this because of what this guy did. Okay, I have only one final question for you. Mm-hmm. The fact that no one's aware of any other player ever doing this in the NFL, does that increase the magnitude of what he did or not? I mean, look, there's there's certainly lots of things that players have done that were detrimental to teams, that were selfish, that were whatever. I just, I, I don't know if there's ever been a confluence of a situation where a guy 
was going back to his hometown, felt like he should have been a captain. And I know Brad Nortman, I was talking to him yesterday on KBN, like he got to be a captain for a game against the Packers when he was with the Jaguars because he's from Wisconsin. And so they, the, the, I don't know if it was Del Rio or who the head coach was, but they made him a captain for that game. So that's not uncommon. And it's not unreasonable for Jair to have expected that. But again, to your point, you know, he could have easily said, hey, I know you couldn't pick me as a captain on Friday because you didn't know if I was going to play, but I'm good to go. Can I go out there for the coin flip? And you know what? I, speaking of how, air quotes, soft Matt LaFleur is, you know what I think Matt LaFleur would have said? Yeah, you're right. You should go out there. Now, remember, we either say we defer or we want the ball. We don't say we're going to play defense. But I, I would be willing to bet that had this been – again, addressed properly by a player who was unhappy, I would be willing to bet that Matt LaFleur most likely would have said, you go out there too. Yep, if it's important to you, it's important to me, you go out there. And if that makes him soft as opposed to thoughtful or considerate or caring about his players, then so be it. But Jair's the one. Let's, let's, just, let's not forget that Jair's the one who deserves the most criticism here. It's not Matt LaFleur. It's Jair who did something that no one has ever seen anyone do before at least not in my time covering the league. What would uh, Matt LaFleur have to do for you to say that, while very successful as an offensive coordinator, that he's soft as a head coach? I, look, look I, don't, I don't know what he's like behind closed doors with guys that are problematic. Uh, the last couple of weeks have not been very good for that. I 1,000% agree. What I do think is, and what I think you would find with probably, I mean, I don't know, is Sean McVay soft? Like, I don't know enough about other coaches. Like, I certainly know their public personas. Um, but as I have said to both Pausch and to uh, Mark Chimura, and I've said it to Brian Bulaga, um, I mean, those guys all might as well have played with Don Hudson or played for Curly Lambeau because – this league is not the same, and players are not the same. And they do, throughout the league, guys get coddled to a degree that even with Tausch having played from 2000 through 2010 and with Chewy having played from 92 through 2000, that, that era was so different. And this idea that these guys won't play through injury and that a statement like the one that uh, Devondre Campbell posted on Twitter – is not even that shocking tells you everything you need to know because remember Jair said it too when he talked to us on December 9th he said uh, it's really hard for me to play when I'm not 100% like and there are a lot of guys that are hearing that going oh my god I can't ever imagine saying that but that is to that is some of today's players now they also have a kid on this team named Dontavion Wicks who he appears to be trying to play through absolutely everything. And I'm eager to find out more about him as I get to know him better because him and, and Musgrave, I mean, Musgrave finished a game with a lacerated kidney. So maybe these young guys don't know yet how to not play when they aren't 100%, but maybe there are some throwbacks on this roster, and that'll cause things to be different. Thanks, Jason. All right, Homer, take care. Be good. Jason Wilde, all Packers all the time. Tim Van Boren, next. More of the Homer Hour coming up next on 94.5 ESPN. 
94.5 ESPN. The three most important letters in sports. Better than those. TVV. 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 It's Fox 6 Sports Director Tim Van Voren on the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, three-time Wisconsin Sportscaster of the Year, Hall of Fame wingman, and probably has other awards, hasn't told us about them. And now his thoughts on Jair Alexander. Jason and I have a difference of opinion that I don't think is going to be changed. Um <laughs> I think that uh, Matt LaFleur is an outstanding offensive coordinator, soft as a head coach. Uh, I don't think he should have allowed Jair Alexander to play, uh, given the history I've learned that no player can ever think of anybody ever doing what he did. Uh, If the Packers today use as an example that there was more going on, there was more going on at the time that LaFleur found out about it. He's done playing, but LaFleur is soft. He's been soft handling his players and actions, not in words, and so... Uh, I also questioned why did it take three days? Uh, and I was told Christmas. Come on, this is the NFL. This is big boy football. But anyway, I will now defer. What's, what's Jason's? Uh, can you can you shorten? Give me a short version of Jason's opinion. Well, no, they they did yours? they did what they had to do, and it, they did it in the proper time. And you know, he needed to be suspended, and they suspended him. So everything's okay. I mean, it's not defending what he did, but. I think he believes I'm far more critical of the behavior and critical of LaFleur than, uh, than I should be. So, All right. Well, I would say uh, I have no issue with them waiting until uh, Wednesday to announce a suspension. It didn't change things at all. They didn't practice the last couple of days. What's the difference uh, really in that area as far as I'm concerned? Uh, maybe they made the decision beforehand. Um, Partially may have wondered, you know, where the information would go if it was announced beforehand. But Lafleur did say he had a conversation with Alexander this morning. So I think you wait until you have that face-to-face conversation and make the suspension today. I have no issue with the suspension being announced today. I think it's a good move from Lafleur or the Packer organization's standpoint uh, because. Uh, you know, he, it looks like Jair Alexander's wagging the dog here. Um, and, you know, given uh, the heels of the Devondre Campbell situation, which you and I discussed last week at this time, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, Matt, Matt LaFleur looks like he did not take on Devondre Campbell there. I think uh, in retrospect, you know, we talked about it. I thought it was an unnecessary distraction. I think that's 100% true. I thought he was very soft on Devondre Campbell, unnecessarily soft, uh, because, A, either uh, he – he doesn't want to challenge a guy he has a long history with, or B, he agrees with some of what Campbell is saying, um, oh. or, 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 you know, implying, uh, which goes to the Joe Barry situation, which, you know, the optics are for many that, uh, he has not been, uh, LaFleur has not been aggressive in that, uh, decision either as the season has gone along or prior to the season. I think a lot of this, it's just you get what you get. You know, you allow, if you came back with Joe Barry, if you allow Jair Alexander to do certain things during the season, if you do not challenge Devondre Campbell initially, then, you know, ultimately this stuff starts to build. And um, it's not, you know, LaFleur said today, it's not exclusive to the coin flip situation. But you tell me, 
why this is happening today after the Instagram picture came out. I don't think that's that didn't help J.R. Alexander either. Almost just kind of thumbing his nose at the authority of the entire situation. Um. All right. Um. Will he be traded? I said that I also believe he did it so that he never plays for the Packers again. I, uh, Jason didn't agree with that either. Um, you think he will play again for the Green Bay Packers after this season? Now, here you go into big picture situation again. We talk about how the optics are, that you know, how a coach looks, for instance. How will the organization look if, uh, you know, Devontae Adams, Aaron Ryan, I mean, you're talking – David Bakhtiari, I think, is a different case because of injury. But you're talking about, you know, very high-profile players who are ultimately elsewhere because they were unhappy or perceived to be unhappy in Green Bay. Um, maybe that influences what you do with Jair Alexander. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. You know, Green Bay's long team philosophy has been to reward its players. They'll pay you. They'll, they'll pay some of these players amongst the highest at the position. That they are, you know, that that includes Elton Jenkins, that includes Jay Alexander, David uh, Bakhtiari, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Kenny Clark, uh, Rashawn Gary. You know, the list is long. Uh, so, you know, that's been their belief: take care of your own players, they will take care of you. Obviously, that doesn't apply 100% of the time. We've mentioned. Now, let's go with a much lesser player. Just while we're discussing things, yes. Dallin Levitt, double penalty. Dallin Levitt released. Yes. <laughs> and your point? I just throw it out for consumption. Well, yeah, he's a nobody, so you you mess up and then you're going to be gone. Do you think and, that do you, and I'm asking so you put everything. Do you think that Jair Alexander will play for the Green Bay Packers next year? Oh, I don't I'm think sorry, he will. Yes. You did ask me that question. Well, I would say uh, I would say I, I think it goes to my answer a moment ago. Yeah. I think they have. A I think you think yes. I think you think he will because of his ability. I, as a I think they have. A, okay. I think they have a hard decision to make in the off season. I think if they, he probably does not play the regular season finale, and then you make your off season decision. They win Sunday night. You know, I could see him playing in that finale. Okay, I was referring more to next year. I, mean, I understand, but if he doesn't play Sunday night, yes. Uh, you know, then then that possibility exists. But if they win Sunday night and they w- and they play the Bears and he plays the Bears, they make the playoffs. Does that influence what you do with Jay Alexander going forward? I don't know. Oh, okay. You know, na- narratives have changed. I mean, the Packers were about ready to lot- run a lot of people out of positions, and they were the sixth seed. They made the playoffs, won the Super Bowl, and some of those people kept their jobs for multiple years afterwards. Round two with TVV next. This is the Homer Hour on 94.5 ESPN. Cisco Auto Body. You need to go there because you'll have an auto body place forever. Cisco Auto Body, family business owned since 1931. It's not what they do. It's who they are. I tell everybody to go there because you go there, then you're happy, then you thank them, and you thank me. Helps my reputation. I admit it. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. Fisco, Fisco, Fisco to remember the name. Talking the Packers with TVV, Tim Van Born, Fox 6 Sports. Explain how bad the defense can be this bad. Yeah, I don't know, Homer. Uh, I really don't. Uh, Matt LaFleur was saying today, hey, we were good for three quarters, then really bad in the fourth quarter. I mean, I guess you can. 
uh, you know, draw it up that way. I don't think they were very good the whole game. I, I can't explain it, really, to be honest. Yeah, they, they've certainly lost their mojo. Uh, I don't think they're playing like they think they're in control of things out there, and I can understand why. It's just been uh, a de-evolution here. Were they better with the kids than the people who played last week, like Jair and Stokes? Well, you know, they Carrington Valentine, Corey Valentine, they they had good results against the Lions and Chiefs for sure with those guys on the corner. Does that mean they were better? Does that mean, you know, teams had more tape on these? I, I don't really know. It, you know, the quarterback, we're, we're so programmed to look at that opposing quarterback and during the week, oh, my gosh, who's the quarterback going to be? If the quarterback is that important, you know, Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, their body of work, Mayfield may be uh, excluded there, would indicate that they don't do that against anybody else. I mean, to me, that's the most troubling aspect of this trend for the Packers' defense. Most importantly, as again, hard to believe we're behind time, are the Packers going to beat the Vikings, TVV? I have no idea, Homer, (laughs) literally no idea. I know this. If I'm that young quarterback, I want a shot against Joe Barry and the Green Bay Packers. I can tell you that, right? I, I mean, I understand that. I can under, I can see the Packers winning this thing. I can see the Packers losing this thing. Yeah. And the defense is going to have a, you know, if they lose, it's going to be on the defense. If they win, it's going to be on the offense. I think that's pretty fair to say. And if they win the last two, they deserve everything they've done because it's not like these are easy and the Bears have certainly gotten better. And that's the thing, Matt LaFleur talking today about, you know, you stay together in good times or bad. Maybe you think, well, are these good times or bad? You know, you talk about all this stuff swirling and all these problems. But they're two games, two wins away from the playoffs, for goodness sakes, yep. in a rebuilding year. That's exactly the case. Thanks, TVV. All right, Homer. Happy New Year. Tim Van Voren, Fox 6 Sports, looking for lab-grown diamonds. Robert Heck Diamond sells them at crazy prices. Two-carat total-weight diamond studs, $999. I tell you, go everywhere else. Because when you go to Robert Heck Diamonds, you'll say, wow, this is a lot less and better. How does Homer know this? Robert Hack Diamonds can get any size, shape, or clarity in natural or lab-grown diamonds. Don't buy until you call Robert Hack Diamonds $999 for a two-carat pair of diamond studs. Robert Hack Diamonds, Greenfield and in Brookfield, roberthackdiamonds.com. Yes. Homer, how did you know this stuff? I know. Go everywhere. Just make sure you go to Robert Hack Diamonds. You'll buy their better for less.